Welcome to the Backlot by Alamo Drafthouse for Thursday, October the 24th. We are coming to you, as always, from the Alamo Drafthouse here in Springfield, Missouri. My name is Joey Mills. With the Pup Goes the Culture Podcast Network. And joining me today in the room we've got... Keto. David Mann with the Alamo Drafthouse. Alamo Jen. Cameron with Alamo. Cameron is joining us. He's got some uh, stuff to talk about, but he's going to talk about a little bit of everything with us as we go through this show. What's everybody been up to in the last week or so? I know some folks saw some movies. Some folks tried some menu items. We'll get to all of that. Who wants to start us off? What you guys been up to? I saw some movies. What'd you saw you some movies? What'd you see? Big deal. I just saw Maleficent and Zombieland 2. Double tap. Okay. Maleficent and Zombieland 2. Of the two, which was your favorite and why? Spoiler free. They were almost the exact same movie. Oh, were they weird. now? Yeah. It was they both like had zombies in them. The, yeah. the cast, I mean, they were almost interchangeable. And actually, I did ask, I looked over, because there was a lady dressed up in the Maleficent one as Maleficent. I'm like, okay, Maleficent. But yeah, no, they're both really good. So, um, and by really good, I mean that Maleficent was far better than I thought, and Zombieland wasn't quite as good as I hoped. Right. Oh, okay. So, I did also have to leave Zombieland because it happened to coincide with the uh, Star Wars tickets going on sale. So yeah, I, I got to wait in line and, got, and I, I had to got leave. Mine. Yeah. <laughs> so, but Very I bet good. it was a letdown. That was a tense moment. The Star yeah. Wars ticket launch. The debacle yeah. of yeah. Star Wars ticketing. <laughs> you try and prepare, and you think you got everything, and then there end up being more people. So it but, was, yeah. yeah. It was funny, because uh, it was that time of evening where I was getting ready to take a shower, so I'd gone to the bathroom and was starting to get the water get the water running so we can start warming up, and then was, the rest of the family was on the couch watching TV, and then all of a sudden, I like, go streaking past them, and they're like, what, what's, what's wrong with Dad? <laughs> Like nothing. Star Wars tickets are on sale right now. <laughs> so we're like, okay, <laughs> and we got them. We got our seats. Yeah. So I bought one. That's how we found out that it was working on iPhone, but oh. not Android. So, mm, well, but I'm, I'm glad I'm that's another reason to stay like in the Apple. Apple. Anybody wants universe. to go for a show? There you go, David. I'm happy if I just see it in the first weekend. That's well. That's kind of that's kind of what we're aiming for. Was yeah, get it in the weekend sometime. Oh, you, okay. Did you have the, Oh, yeah. I did see something. I just... What did you see? I just streamed something off of Amazon Prime, but it's new. Okay, uh, well, what did you see? <laughs> he had to make it sure counts, it was legal. Right? Yeah. Uh, I, I've watched a film called Greener Grass. It's a film that we've been considering for a film club title. Right. Uh, and I couldn't have loved it more. Really? It's, it's a very weird, I'm imagining incredibly divisive film. Uh, it's... Divisive so, Why? It's so surreal and odd, and I don't know that there was a real plot to it. Uh, (laughs) And if I were going to attribute a plot to it, it would be a woman, uh, a suburban woman gives away her baby to her friend, and havoc ensues. Uh, (laughs) What about hijinks? Oh, there's certainly hijinks. hijinks. Uh, There are kids that turn into animals. Uh, there's That's what happens with kids mine. are animals. Every <laughs> adult in the film has braces. Uh, and <laughs> That's it's my this favorite part. Day <laughs> glow color. The, uh, not spoiling anything, but at the very beginning, uh, we're introduced to our two couples, and they're at like a kid's soccer game. And the couples like are standing next to each other and start kissing, and we're seeing the saliva between the two, <laughs> like sets of braces. <laughs> yeah, they, it's it's uncomfortable, but I was just gleeful watching this and then they realize oh no you're not the person i'm actually with and they reshuffle to be with their actual partners so they're just making out and then they realize oh sorry and they just switch over very casually and start kissing their actual uh husband and wife couples uh it's so weird and i loved it and the end is very like unsettling for no reason. I feel like all uh, the everything things about have it been, has been unsettling yeah. Like yeah. at this point. So yeah. Every uh, choice going. made me smile and just as like a like a addendum, I watched this with my girlfriend Megan and she absolutely loathed it. Right. She hated it. She could not. She didn't <laughs> understand, which I don't think there was any understanding to be had. Which right. makes me wonder if I'm going to like it's it. It's 
so good. You'll love it. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, it's very weird, and the lead actress is uncomfortable the whole time, and it's so <laughs> awkward and ratcheted up. So, Greener Grass uh, right, might be coming it. to Everybody's a film gonna, club near you. Everybody's going to run out and stream that, I'm sure, <laughs> after that glowing review. We've been talking about like how like we don't have nearly enough movies with adult braces. Haven't I always said that? Yeah, I think yeah. that's been a struggle like, as think far as like scheduling and booking films. Genre. Maybe this will start it. Yeah, I mean, adults <laughs> should feel comfortable not getting like an Invisalign type thing. You can go ahead and rock the metal. metal. Yeah, it looks go nice. There's an aesthetic to it. Retainer headgear pieces. Yeah. yeah, it's fun when you can't remove it. <laughs> Future be damned. Go back to braces. Some, yeah, some body horror going on. <laughs> Toss them on your legs too. We don't care. Braces in general are great. <laughs> Kenny, I know you are among the folks who have tried the uh, double tap Twinkie menu. I did. Yes. I went and saw Zombieland too, and I know it seems like I'm always the person that's like, "These movies are great." <laughs> right. I, I just go see what I know I'm gonna like. Yeah. So it just works that way, and I, I personally love Double Tap too. Awesome. I thought it because. Going by the the trailers, I mentioned that I was worried about it. I had nothing to worry about. It was it from the before the movie even started. It was funny because there's an opening little thing that you, you know, and um, so keeping it spoiler free. Yeah, yeah, only yeah, one yeah, get in, yeah. exactly. Like so, the vagaries. Yeah. That's why I don't want to say nothing because yeah. it cracked me. I laughed. I was the only person that was like, "Ha, oh, that's great!" I was like, oh yeah, but. Uh, <laughs> I I thought it was great. The chick who plays the Madison character right. stole the show from she me. Really, she was hol- she was amazing. Yeah. yeah, hilarious. Way funnier than the trailers made it look. So they saved her good stuff. Yeah, and she had a lot. Almost everything come out of her mouth or her actions was hilarious. That so. has been the one consistent that I have heard is that if you look up scene stealer in the dictionary, mm-hmm. it's got her picture next to the entry because yeah, she, everything she's done is. She steals the scene in every way. Yeah, it was great. So, but again, I had went and seen it. I uh, went to see it at night, so I'd already had dinner. So right. I was like, I don't want uh, food items, but I want to try the shake. So I didn't realize that a whole Twinkie was going to come, <laughs> like sticking out like a oh, pickle. Oh yeah, it's a two wood Twinkie a, shake. Right. It's a double tap. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh okay, action. and there wasn't so much Twinkie in it that you know you weren't getting chunks every time, but you were getting a little something. And the whipped cream on top, and just oh god, it was in the chocolate syrup, of course, and there just oh man, it was. I, <laughs> I was sitting there going, I could almost <laughs> eat or do two of these, but I won't. I just need the one. Decadent as all get out. Yeah, it was yeah. very good because it wasn't overpowering. Like some shakes can be too much of right. a good thing, and that wasn't. That was like the perfect amount of a good thing. I really want one of those shakes now. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, cool. I don't know that everybody, and I don't have this on here, but I want to kind of bring it up. I don't know that everybody realized that uh, the folks who showed up to see Terminator 2 this past weekend. Oh, I realized it. Uh, well, I don't think everybody listening <laughs> realized <laughs> that they, um, with some, I, I think it was billed as Terminator 2 with some Dark Fate minutes. footage. 20 minutes yeah. of Dark Fate footage. They um, were in for a bit of a surprise when they sat down. They were, and and we were right there for it, weren't we, David? It was super exciting. So, to me, it was the most exciting thing that I've done here, which I feel like is saying a fair amount. Um, But we knew ahead of time. We knew a couple days ahead. Mm. Projection didn't even know. Oh, really? Until the day before. That's how like tight it was. They were like confused by the content. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And somebody's gonna get fired. Really? Uh, (laughs) Really? Don't have the right movie. Lead projectionist figured it out, but didn't realize she'd figured it out. Just thought we had the wrong stuff. And yeah. so then I reached out and contacted somebody, and then they were like, oh, I guess you guys figured it out. And I'm like, Yeah, no. I mean, you gave it to us. <laughs> so, yeah, then they gave it to us. So we were there, and, and a couple little wrinkles. Um, I got a note that said, Hey, this guy's birthday is tonight, and he's here watching. T2 is his favorite movie <laughs> in the world, and he is so excited to see it on the big screen. Like, oh, man, this is either going to be the best or the worst birthday We did this ever. just for your birthday. Yeah. We brought, we got the new film. So uh, so we went in, we went in and said, hey, you know, like, make sure you don't have your phones on, uh, especially so tonight because you're going to have this, like, 20 minutes of Dark Fate footage ahead of anybody else. It's a big, big deal. So, like, keep it on the down low. No spoilers. And I was like, and just to really, uh, like, 
sell how important it is that you keep it quiet. We have this special message from Arnold Schwarzenegger and Linda Hamilton. And then they're like, hey, suckers, you get to see the whole movie. Yeah. And then there was kind of a stunned silence. So I like, just no. like jumped. I was like, <laughs> surprise! Sorry, Carlos. <laughs> that was the guy's name. Yeah. And um, they seem they cheered, right? Yeah, they definitely cheered. Sometimes cheer. I'll just keep talking if I sense that there's, there's like not some a disturbance. Buy-in. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, but David was there trying to film it. Yeah, I tried to film it with in the my dark. phone in the dark. Oh, because he thought and it would be good. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, this could be a fun visual thing. It's like people reacting to, oh man, we get to see the whole movie. Right. Because if I were in the audience, I would be excited. That's super cool. Yeah. Uh, so I was in the wings, like recording, but it's a completely dark theater. <laughs> and yeah, which I knew ahead of time that it was dark. Yeah, and she was like, we should turn the lights up. And I was like, no, I'm pretty sure my camera will get this. It's a very expensive phone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it didn't. Yeah. Um, and, and he'd been right before. Not you know, o- his camera can get things, but I can't. So. Not only that, I filmed it horizontal because right. that's how you should that's, film things. Yeah. Uh, but the way that I tilted my phone, the horizontal way that I went with, uh, filmed it upside down. It didn't like catch that. <laughs> well, you can fix that. I can fix it, but, but if you it's didn't a get process, it. say and it's, it you can't yeah. see anything. And then the initial reaction was stunned silence. So you <laughs> hear what you want to put on. You know. hear muffled Arnold Schwarzenegger and Linda Hamilton, and which then not, you just which is only see just a little bit quieter than normal there. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. When Jen came out, it was like surprise. Everyone like reacts, but it was like for a second there, I was like, oh no. <laughs> is there another bumper where they say just kidding and then we show we roll it. T2? there's no footage but the actual reaction everyone was super pumped and a lot of people loved that movie so they're saying it's the best one since T2 right. which I know some <laughs> naysayers might say. <laughs> which we all kind of talked yeah. about before should like, you get on Reddit get ever you didn't might notice say the best one since T1 though that's, yeah. uh, but yeah. That's cool that they're, it seems like they're comparing it to like a Force Awakens, which is a completely cool, fan-like servicing right. movie that kind of gets things back on track, yeah. depending on who you are. Uh, so I'm, I'm pumped to see it. I wish I would have gotten to be in the audience, and I wouldn't have known the surprise before it happened. Yeah. So I could have went like, <gasps> what? Yeah. Squealed. Cool. There you go. Well, let's take a look at the top five at the box office last weekend, starting with number one, debuting at number one, earning just shy of $37 million, was Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. Uh, We will say that is well short of the studio and industry expectations, and barely more than half of what Maleficent made back in 2014 opening weekend. Still worth seeing. Absolutely. Visually stunning. It was a beautiful film. It almost feels like, and I don't want to speak for everyone, well, whoever that is, but it kind of feels like maybe there's some fatigue with these live action, even though they're still animated <laughs> remakes. I feel like there was never really a lot of energy. I didn't feel like there was a huge public outcry, like, we need We more need another one of action. these. Yeah. Because the first one told the story that we're familiar with, and this mm. is kind of like, well, I'd say it's yeah. we also- need another... This one's a lot darker, yeah. meaning like just everybody tones dies. And colors and <laughs> some, oh, spoilers. spoilers. Ah! Uh, I said I wouldn't do that. I just like tonally. I think compared to like an Aladdin, where it's bright and right. vibrant. There's music. There are I was all these say, this elements not a that musical, are just like right. positive, easy popcorn stuff. Whereas with Maleficent, it's a bit darker, drab. Uh, I have not seen it. It's uh, darker, the, but it's beautiful. No, I said. I, I imagine it's it's visually. Visually stunning, stunning, but the type of stunning that it is, it's more. It's visually stunning, but you have to think about it. Yeah, there's got to be an appreciation for it. Whereas for beauty, yeah, yeah for beauty. A lot of people Whereas hate a lot it. of these other ones are <laughs> really light and bright and fun and colorful mm. and loud. This one's a little more reserved and less entertaining in that silly respect. Well, so. also, you're going to touch on here in a minute a couple other movies. Took a big chunk of change yes. out of the yeah. box. Because, no, I mean, in past weeks, 
it, like you have the good one, and then from there, everybody you, else is eight million, yeah, twelve million <laughs> stuff like that. Million, and that's not or, the yeah. cases yeah. you're getting ready to talk about. So that may Isn't, we may see Melissa Fit stay there for a while. It'll and probably stay bring, in the top five yeah. for about a month, if I had to guess. Yeah. When the next it family should. friendly Disney until release. Frozen, yeah. There's a yeah. There's a bit of I bet a, a lot of couples kind of split off as they like walk to the theater. So instead of like, oh, with, I don't think so. I think they all went and saw a number. My three, husband so, went right there with me. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, and how he do you get liked away it with too. That? Yeah, I know. <laughs> At number yeah. two, dropping to number two, <laughs> okay. earning another twenty-five and a quarter million, is Joker. The globally, this movie has made over seven hundred million now, seven hundred thirty-seven and a half million dollars. And it only cost four thousand bucks to film. That's crazy. Really, and three yeah, thousand that was spent on catering. Use. Talk so. about dark. That was dark. They didn't even have. Real lighting. That's why he was so thin. Because <laughs> of catering? Yeah, he was the, <laughs> the catering budget. Oh, the cooking budget. <laughs> yeah. He literally yeah. starred throughout that film. Well, Story nobody's talking about. Part. I didn't <laughs> no, know no, it was catering. It was wow. Dancing all delusions. Somebody yeah. could have bought him a sandwich or something. <laughs> Somebody needs to. <laughs> At number three, Zombieland 2, Double Tap, earning $26.8 million, which outperformed... Zombieland back in 2009's 24.7 million opening weekend. So it's interesting. You have Maleficent, which underperformed in Zombieland 2, which overperformed, I think it tells us a couple of things. Um, clearly, Zombieland, the buzz, the love of this film hasn't diminished in the 10 years. If anything, it's probably only grown as people have become uh, exposed to it because I don't think it blew, it didn't tear up the box office when it was out originally. It's, like, it's one of those movies that was like a smaller comedy that overperformed. Yeah. So I, yeah. I would. Yeah, I didn't curious. even see it in the theater no. originally. I didn't either. I, did. I saw it. I saw it. That's pretty cool. I went and I saw it. I paid for a ticket. There That's you go. Way to go. Yeah. Way to go. That's well, a great story. Well, at that story. point, I that was kind of over zombie Hello. stuff a little bit. Not so much, but I was like, I don't know. And then, you know, I didn't. I wasn't into watching a lot of trailers and stuff back then either, so I I didn't get enough of it to go, oh, I want to go see this movie. But since then, I've seen the first one. I don't even know how many times. Yeah. I'll, I'll, when this comes out, I'll probably watch it another 10, 20 times. So. But to your point earlier, the, the Adams Family dropped to number four. It still made just over $16 million. So this isn't <laughs> one of those weekends where it's like, number one made $30 million, Everybody else uh, made five to ten. You know? yeah. so it was a nice spread. I yeah. mean, those are good numbers that they're putting out. So, And it's interesting because you've got Maleficent and Adams Family, which are family-oriented. And then you've got Joker, Dark, Zombieland 2, Rated R. So it's you know, it's all over the map here. Uh, at number five, dropping number five, here's your $8 million. Taking in just over $8 million <laughs> was Gemini Man. Latest estimates, this film's going to lose a minimum of $75 million once its theatrical run ends. Not been a stellar performer. I'll make it back in the Bad Boys movie. It'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think it's the same studio, so I don't, don't think they're. Oh, don't think, oh, I don't think oh. it works that way. But oh, that's they, not how it did works. they hurt themselves by having to pay Will Smith twice? I didn't know. I was just curious. Well, they didn't have to pay the young one as much. Okay. He still gets scale. Yeah. 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 He still gets scale. Uh, Take a look at a few movie-related headlines. So the Batman cast continues to come together and change every week. (laughs) Week to week, we have new stories here. Jonah Hill has dropped out of the running for any unspecified villain role in the film. Apparently, he wanted $10 million as kind of what the holdup was. That's funny because that's a totally reasonable number for such a wonderful quality actor like Jonah on, Hill. Not, deserves in a, it. not in a $30 million film, though. Eh, no. You should spend a little more money <laughs> a th- on Batman. A, thir- a third of the budget does not it's go to It's $30 Jonah million dollars for spending on this Batman. 30 to 35 is the That's less estimate. than they spent on Joker. Yeah. That is nuts. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you don't get people like him then. Like, yeah. you're making a movie that's going to grow so much more than your budget, similar to the Joker. Yep. There's no reason not to pay them. It will be successful no matter what. Right. You shouldn't scrimp on Name your budget based we'll off that, of yeah. actors and actresses. So this it, is where you can spend the money if you're going to try and pull it back. So does it work kind of like, I say in real life, so let's say Jonah Hill was like, I really want the part. I will play it. I'll do it for $6 million right? Yeah. And or $5 million. Then does that mean he's worried that his next movie, they're like, well, you did that one for five. There so is a little bit four. of that. There, it's kind of, you know. He took scale for Wolf of Wall Street, yeah. which it should not have happened. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, he's a he's a very talented actor, and this is the type of movie that would be a big-budget film. 
maybe they weren't willing to sacrifice percentage or anything. Yeah, I don't know uh, what the holdup was. The thing that keeps getting thrown out is the $10 million that he wanted, which is a significant chunk of the production budget for the film. What has happened in his absence is that Paul Dano has been cast as the Riddler, which is one of the roles that Jonah Hill had been circulating. <laughs> and apparently Seth Rogen is being considered for the role of the pink one. <laughs> Don't do that. Uh, so the new casting news. <laughs> yeah. I know. Because at first I was like, oh, Robert Pattinson, all right, Zoe Kravitz, okay. These are f- Paul Dano. Paul Dano. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. yeah I love Very, that. very good actor. But it's like I they feel like they need Seth to have Rogen. that. Yeah, they feel like they need to have that one somebody with the name recognition that's going to draw in the non-cinephile. Yeah. It feels like whether it's Jonah Hill or Seth I don't Rogen. know how I feel about it. Is he going to do for the uh, penguin part that he did for the Green Hornet part? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think uh, put on a costume was, and yeah. do that. No, I'm going to probably be the <laughs> wrong person in this room who says that they loved Green Hornet. Oh, yeah. I <laughs> like that movie. <laughs> it's it was fun. in the minority in this yeah. room. Yeah. It was Just entertaining opening. to watch. But the opening with James Franco... Oh, that's so good. Uh, but with, yeah, uh, but with James Franco, you didn't say with Seth, Seth Rogen. Okay, yes. the war <laughs> between Kato yes, and the Green Hornet, James I thought Franco was awesome. going to be the Penguin. <laughs> Their <laughs> fight scene outside, like the pool, that was awesome with Seth Rogen. That was cool. <laughs> All right. Also, Michelle Gellar or his stunt double, whatever. But. Uh, yeah, Seth Rogen, I don't think is a great choice for this. But you know, at this point, is he going to take less than Jonah Hill? Would that's, willing to that take? Right. Only, that's a valid question. That's the one thing I was interested about with that bit of they both earn their pay. Checks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Francis Ford Coppola has jumped to his buddy Martin Scorsese's side in slamming Marvel films, calling them, quote, despicable. That's end harsh. quote. Scorsese's doubled down on his original comments, stating that blockbusters, quote, shouldn't become what young people believe is cinema, end quote. Funny that neither ever said anything when their contemporaries and their buddies, George Lucas and Steven Spielberg, invented. Hollywood blockbusters in the 70s. By the way, in just about one decade, Marvel Studios has released 23 films, earning $8.54 billion, with a B, capital B, at the box office. Coppola has directed 17 films for a total of $2.36 billion, with a capital B. And Scorsese's 24 films have earned $1.81 billion, with a capital B, at the box office. Clearly, with that kind of money, there's room for both. <laughs> both Oscar bait personal passion projects that they these old white old men call cinema and blockbusters that just get butts in theaters because without the blockbusters it, it it's a it, they feed off each other i mean you've got to have theaters theaters have got to have blockbusters that get butts in seats to sell tickets so that you know they can stay open if nothing else yeah i uh i mean Maurice Scorsese is like my favorite director right. of all time so I'm not going to like... But this feels a little old man get off my lawn, doesn't no, it? No, not to me. Uh, absolutely, I, My biggest yeah. thing about it, and I think if you really, really take it at face value, it might sound like that, but I think the intention, like if you delve a little deeper, he's a very smart guy. Uh, yeah, I nobody's th- questioning his... I think what he's saying is, yeah. if you have like six or seven gigantic blockbuster superhero movies a year... Mm-hmm. It does Which we really destroy the profitability of some of these prestige films that are like really well made. There will be few of them. The budgets will reduce because that's not where the studios make their money, and they're all businesses. So mm-hmm. with all these big titles, it becomes a thing where an average moviegoer probably wants to go see the big ones in the cinema because they look better on the big, the big screen, screen right. even though... Like those Martin Scorsese films, they look perfect on the big screen, but there's not going to be giant explosions. Right. Like they are cinema films. And yeah, a lot of the Marvel movies that I love are vapid, mm-hmm. and there's nothing really to them aside from some cool explosions and characters that you might love and enjoy getting to know. But it's not the same thing, and it's it does hurt those like... Well made, well crafted, pretty thought out films. Well, does, it, does it hurt them in any way, shape, or form, though? 
I, I will say How? you're going to see, like, Martin Scorsese's still going to be able to make his, because right. he's a very well-established name. And then you have people like, uh, like well, I wouldn't say Francis Ford Coppola anymore, <laughs> well, uh, but it, uh, Quentin yeah, Tarantino, where, right. yeah, of course, he's already very well-established as an auteur director, but, like, up-and-comers... Uh, Tell me, like, a, tell me, name an up and comer that you feel has been hurt by the blockbuster. Marvel. Okay, uh, I would name say that I'm going to name one. <laughs> yeah. uh, Drew Goddard. Uh-huh. Uh, his two offerings so far are Cabin in the Woods, right. awesome, really cool movie, underperformed despite high level of quality, and then Bad Times at the El Royale. That is a Tarantino esque, mm-hmm. well made, cool film. That was probably cool my film. top ten movies mm-hmm. that year. Also underperformed, didn't succeed. A director with That's such a, a cool, unique but vision how did isn't going to get blockbuster films hurt that. They draw too much attention away. But I those th- movies, for I mean, the ones you're talking about, I mean, I could are check not releasing in the summertime. Yeah. I could check the dates to see by comparison, but yeah. at the same like time, because if I'm a movie goer and I go to see a movie maybe like eight times a year, right. Uh, I might be more inclined to spend my money on the big blockbuster movie and wait for a DVD or Blu-ray release or streaming for the others. And what that does is the first time anyone checks to see if the bills are paid is at the theater. Mm -hmm. And if the bills aren't paid, the budget for those types of movies from those new up-and-coming unique visionaries, that budget starts to drop and they're given less of a chance and then you have them starting to go into these films, like Ryan Johnson working into like the Star Wars right. universe, even though he's a director who is just good. Yeah, he's uh, a very talented storyteller. Which t- goes back to the what I'm kind of wrapping this up with is, if you're the good director and you're telling a good story and you're making a good movie, though, they will overperform. I mean, we see, it, particularly right now in the horror genre, because horror is having a bit of resurgence, yeah. and it's October, so we want to talk horror, we are seeing new up-and-coming visionary directors that are outperforming because they're putting together what people want to see. They're generating word of mouth. Movies like Cabin in the Woods, El Royale, didn't generate the word of mouth from yeah. the people that did see them. I mean, they did spend a ton of money on marketing for both of those films. Mm. I would say... I'd say they, more on I Royale, would say yeah. Cabin in the Woods was certainly mismarketed. Yeah. Uh, may, maybe don't surprise the audience with an even better film than they were expecting. <laughs> they, well, they thought they were going to get Because uh, yeah. I was thinking I was going in for schlock. Yeah. Uh, and it was way better. Well, but... What... what I'm kind of like... I get just listening to both of you guys. I see what you're saying. To me, it feels like Mark Scorsese. These people have been able to just walk in and say, "I've got a movie. We're making it." Yeah, and not, like, not originally, but yeah, yeah, in the last twenty but, years. Yeah, say, yeah, well, that's what I mean. Yeah, and yeah. they've had it so good for so long. But these other, like your blockbuster movie, and some of these other people are figuring out new ways. To get to their money. movies in, so I think to for them to continue to be successful, they may have to just go. Okay, yeah, we've been able to do it this way for so long. Now we've got to do it this way to keep our films out there. So I think with just a little more reimagining on how to do some of that stuff, I, I don't think well, the Scorsese. And, and, like, yeah, and last word on this, and not not for nothing, Scorsese did produce and want to make Joker, and then decided not to so yeah. it's not like they're completely divorced not from innocent this, yeah so yeah. although i will say devil's advocate divor- joker was an exception because they were yeah it wasn't a blockbuster it yeah exactly like robert zemeckis is rumored to have been tapped by disney to direct a live action pinocchio because you know not we, motion we need cap, to keep right yeah we need to keep making <laughs> these live action disney remakes uh, but if anybody's going to it makes sense you would tap Zemeckis at some point to get in there and do something with one of these properties, right? Or not? <laughs> I, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I'll be honest. I When I heard about that, this is the first of the live action stuff. I was like, I kind of want to see this. Because I, I think if they do girl. it right, <laughs> I think it'll look cool and it'll be... And it and and you know Zemeckis has played around in the CG stuff for a while. He did the Polar Express. He's kind of this kind of feels like the this feels like if any of these have a good chance to succeed more so than the built-in audience, that this one might surprise us and actually be worth yeah. checking out. Man, uh, I love original stories. Yeah, so much. but again, it, it could be the right marriage of yeah. personality and property. 
Uh, Sam Raimi, speaking of personality and property, is going to make an unyet titled horror film for Columbia Pictures. The script comes from Mark Swift and Damien Shannon, who wrote 2009's Friday the 13th reboot. Not a lot of confidence there, but it is being described as misery meets castaway. Okay. So probably two people locked together in a, a situation they can't island. get out of, and one, and one of them's crazy. Yeah, so. But Sam Raimi, I mean... Obviously, cut cut his teeth in horror, and when he's returned to it, Drag Me to Hell was fun, and we'll see what happens with that. Finally, the big news of the week. We got the final trailer for Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. I'm going to assume just about everybody here has seen that trailer. Yes. 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 Indeed. Yeah. I did not. Wow. No, I, I had it pulled up, and... We were in St. Louis, and yeah. the where we were at, the Wi-Fi was spotty, so I was like, I'll watch it later, and I forgot. So, those who have seen it, thoughts on the final trailer we're being told for Star Wars Rise of Skywalker? I liked it. You liked it? <laughs> okay. It would have to be really bad for me not to like it. Yeah. And it wasn't, so. Yeah, I, I can't help but agree with that. That's <laughs> It would be hard. It's they a, would have a to work hard to yeah. make you not want to see it. Then. Yeah, yeah, that one's easy. That one's easy for me to, to feel good about. It's just it pulls everything in my entire life. You know, every time I hear the music or think of it at all. So yeah, got the heartstrings. Yeah. Yep, I thought all it was way well constructed. Yeah, like as just the final thing that leads into getting to see the film. Like it really does a good job of building anticipation and getting people reinvigorated. Uh, I loved that trailer. I cannot wait. It's yeah. going to be good. It, they, they do know how to cut a trailer, if nothing else. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully this will be even better than The Last Jedi, which I loved. He's <laughs> just going to keep poking at stuff all day. I like that pointing that out. I loved it. Step over, so. Again, low hurdle. One of the best ones. <laughs> <laughs> New in theaters this week. A lot going on this week. Black and Blue uh, up first. David, you said you were wanting to see this to because oh, you're yeah, yeah. a big, oh, sorry, low key, <laughs> a low key Tyrese Gibson himself. fan. Yeah, he's wonderful, Which was an awesome statement. He's charismatic, he's cool, and he's always in control. Uh, <laughs> doesn't sound so low key to me. It sounds like no, you're it mid-range. sounds like kind of a man. Oh, no, yeah. tell us more, David. Yeah. Okay, so like, like what do you like about saber. him the most? Like, First how off, do you feel when you see his him? smile is disarming. <laughs> his smile's disarming. Uh, even when he's not in control, which I just said he always is in control. He's got that one smile. He's got that like funny thing, like that funny thing. You know what I mean? Ugh. No. He's tell great. us more. You just watch the Fast and Furious movies, anyone that has him in it. Top 15 Tyrese Gibson movies. Go. Shoot, man. I definitely need to check out that IMDb. 14 I think Fast I, and Furious I've probably films seen five of his movies, and I just love them Wasn't he in a Transformers movie, too? You can throw that yes, one Yes, he was. Oh. And he definitely wasn't the thing wrong with that movie. Uh, of course not. It's yeah. Tyrese Gibson. Yeah. He puts the movie on his back. <laughs> Does he now? Sometimes he collapses, What's though. What's he do to that? We also have Countdown. That's a Did thing. Did everyone talk about <laughs> marketing about ideas? Oh, yeah, I had a great marketing idea for this. I'm okay. going to start posting pictures of clocks just in anticipation of countdown, and maybe we're going to give away like a stopwatch or something, which is kind of like, I guess, the opposite of we a had, countdown. We had yeah. a few uh, prop clocks left from Pulp Fiction. Yeah, we do have some yeah. prop clocks. What was it? There you Not go. Pulp Fiction. Was it Pulp Fiction? It was Pulp Fiction because okay. it's the watch that goes in the rectum. Yeah, that's what go. I was trying <laughs> to get you to say. Uh, okay. Yes. <laughs> so pretty excited for this. Uh, you know, we have actually gotten a... Not a ton of horror movies yeah. in October. Which is so, weird. Yeah. I want one of those big studio schlocky ones, and this seems like this might. This could be schlocky. That's going to scratch that itch. And uh, we also have <laughs> The Lighthouse coming out this week. Woo! Oscar bait. This is the one that we've all kind of circled as we want to see what this is. So are we going to see what this is? I am. I yeah. will see, see it before the next time we meet. Yeah, you uh, sure will. One of yeah. my <laughs> most anticipated films of the year. Yes. I love how it's shot, the cinematography. Willem Dafoe, like the black and white really accentuates all the lines and creases on his face and the way that they, oh, it's just, it yeah, looks that's what you want. so <laughs> gorgeous. That's what I hope uh, no, to get he's, to. he's a lighthouse worker and he's got that haggard seafaring look to him. It's really authentic. Uh, and then even, uh, <laughs> I think he was a lighthouse worker prior to making his, <laughs> he could have been, yeah. uh, but like the previous offering was the witch, mm-hmm. uh, which I don't know how, which uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know how many of you enjoyed 
but uh, it was one of my favorite modern horror movies. It's very slow. I'm anticipating the same thing. Yeah. I'm just going to sit down and watch this weird... Feel the tension keep getting cranked up. Eerie, claustrophobically shot film. Uh, as like the previews and trailers have come out, there's like new little details. The poster has questions on it, like there's like a mermaid's tail. Oh, I'm sorry it's about that. I so much to it. It's so <laughs> oh, I'm okay. pumped. Go yeah. see this movie. Make sure it makes money so the director can make tons more movies. Because that's yeah. Because don't go see a blockbuster this. Yeah, weekend. we just talked about. Don't this. do that. That hurts. You already people. saw Maleficent. You hurt people. Go see go this. See <laughs> you like mermaids? <laughs> <laughs> this is, yeah, this is like a, a low key remake of the Little Mermaid, shot as a horror film from yeah. the perspective of the lighthouse workers. Ooh, you have me now. Experience this. Yeah. <laughs> Coming up this week at the Elmo Draft House Thursday night tonight. The Rocky Horror Picture Show movie party at 6.40 p.m. This is not the last chance, but they're selling out, so don't wait thinking that you're going to get to see it later on. Get your tickets now. We're running out of time. Yes. One Piece Stampede subtitled at 7 p.m. This is, it's been your experience that subtitling is the preferred method. However, you guys are offering a couple different options. Yeah. If folks want to see... A subtitled version. If you want to Go. read a movie, no, or if you want to, yeah, uh, we're doing, <laughs> yeah, we're doing both versions, right. uh, alternating, just so you know, we're, there, we're all inclusive. Some people who watch the like, who have probably tracked and watched the One Piece that's been dubbed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we just want to make sure that they're also included as far as the audience for our new release anime films. It's, we want to make sure that th- those who are purists who like the subtitled and don't care for the dubbed are uh, satiated as well. It's interesting because so, there is that clear delineation in the fandoms. Yeah. There, there are the people who will... And they both exist, yeah. and neither is better than the other. Well... Uh, equals. <laughs> We're all equals, guys. Okay, fair enough. Friday night, The Phantom Carriage with a live score yes. at 7 p.m. Tell us a little bit about what folks can expect for this. Well, you don't expect a lot of dialogue in the movie, right? Because right. uh, it's a silent film. So that's good because it really opens the live action score to you know shine, if you will. So there will be auditorily orchestral performers. Yes, a band called Remember the Times. They yes. do a tour, like a just a nationwide tour, and they happen to be coming through Springfield. And I was like, hey, come on by. And now we can say we did that. And I think it's uh, there's definitely tickets left. Yeah, I mean, there's it's going to be. A- wholly unique experience yeah never we've never done to. anything like it before here and we may never do anything like it again yeah. so it's a one night only get your ticket or else okay wow. it's wow. open-ended <laughs> okay yeah i couldn't say anything else i was so i was making the yeah. music what comes along with that threat you might be thinking right now I don't know. I don't know. I guess <laughs> you'll have see to it. wait and game. see. <laughs> yeah. Saturday, another showing of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. It's another movie party with the RKO Floor Show at 10 o'clock. Heck yeah. This is where the live performers will be down in front to for you to watch as you're watching the film. And we, you know, we've kind of had, we've gone with a shadow cast. Yeah. Um, Every show, really, but this um, these guys are the real deal. Not that right. ours isn't. Ours is the real deal in a different way. But this is the troupe that did um, the Galois show right. last year. Um, they're kind of known for it. It's kind of their thing. And we really needed to have at least one late-night Saturday Rocky Horror. What are we even doing here? Right. So, boom. Also on Saturday, earlier in the day, at 1.30, the One Piece Stampede dubbed version. This is your first chance to see the dubbed version. But what? the big news on Saturday, the if biggest. you haven't already done this, if you did this last year and you've been waiting all year long to come back, Dismember the Alamo yeah. begins at 11 a.m. Yeah, it does. Tell folks if, if they're new to our show or they're new to the area or they just didn't hear about this last year for whatever reason, tell folks, well, don't tell them what to expect because you can't do that, but tell folks what they would be in for were they to purchase tickets for Dismember the Alamo. Who wants well, to jump on it? Somebody. Uh, the rules are there are no rules. I mean, except, well, that's not true. Yeah, that's not true. Actually, <laughs> that's not true at all. Uh, no uh, phones, yeah, Wait, yeah. Still, <laughs> don't text during the movie. So it's a four movie marathon, and the movies are a surprise. What we will say is Terminator that uh, the brain trust here <laughs> and the creative department put our heads together long before this, and we 
fought a lot about it. And in the very end, we finally agreed on four movies. And the theme is edible horror. Edible? Edible. Edible. Horror. Horror. That's all you get. And four movies. uh, Mystery, like I said. You come in. We'll go ahead and tell you when you get here. But you you get a swag bag. (laughs) You know, I'm, I don't even want to say what's in that, but it's pretty, it's pretty rad. It's better than last year's, I'd say. And then we have, you know, some assorted other things happening, performances and such. And since it's not a secret, we're going to have tattoos. You can get your yeah. Yeah. number of the Alamo tattoo mm-hmm. to match the one you got last year. Yes. Yeah. I got my the first one you tattoo got last, last year, David. Year, ever. And, yeah. Uh, it's still there. <laughs> they really it? mean it. It doesn't come off at all. It's the real deal, I y'all. I scrubbed it in the shower. It does not come I've off. I've used Dove. <laughs> I've used far more abrasive chemicals. It's on there good. So if you want something that lasts, get a real tattoo. Have you thought about what you're getting this year to go with your, for your second? No, but they offered one for free, and it seems like something I should just go ahead and do. You kind of need to. Yeah. Kind of every year. I'm so like... I'll be the, the I'll be the illustrated man with two ends. There you go. That's my last name. <laughs> God, you're ridiculous. I'm so yes, so we're gonna funny. have tattoos. <laughs> we're gonna have. <laughs> Can you get tattooed in David, the seat while you're watching the movie? David will actually be here, so take yeah. that as you will. Uh, but yeah, we'll be here. We'll have the movies. We'll have a performance. We'll have um, tattoo parlor. Fun we'll and games. have. All kinds of good oh, stuff. All uh, kinds of when expect you get a ticket, unexpected. You can also get a really cool shirt to celebrate. It's yep. really cool. Yeah, we it's also have a commemorative dismember shirt. And it, again, like I hate to keep dogging on last year because last year will always hold a special place right. in my heart. It was our first one. But the shirt's better this year. It's just better. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. Fair enough. What do you think? Think it's better? I enjoy both shirts equally. equally. <laughs> <laughs> He loves oh blockbusters and smaller fare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He loves dubbed and subtitled. See that anime. fence over there? I'll always be on that <laughs> fence. Straddling it. On Sunday, Sweeney Todd, the Demon Barber of Fleet Street, afternoon tea at 1 p.m. Yes. If you were to have an afternoon tea in October, this is the movie you would want I to accompany. I love that this is our title for That's awesome. October. Vampire Hunter D anime, subtitled at 2 o'clock. A few Beetlejuice movie parties at one twenty. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice three and six. It's almost like you did that on purpose. Yeah. And Maybe. this is fun because this is getting this is coming back around now with yeah. Eddie Murphy's film. Uh, but Dolomite screening at six forty p.m. on Sunday. Guys, we are not sold out at all. Uh, I'll be darned. Imagine that. Come see Rudy Ray. It's so worth watching. <laughs> it it is. is so worth watching every time that we're showing it. Actually, you should get a ticket to yeah. each one because yeah. there are multiple chances throughout the to week to meet new friends. That's right. Or at least one. On Monday, you guys are screening Dolomite again at six twenty. The Adams Family. This is the nineteen ninety one live action version movie party mm-hmm. at six forty p.m. with the princesses of 417 here for picks. Mm-hmm. Tell yeah, us about that. Go ahead, David. No, I just saw your confusion. Now, we, we have him. That's just my standard look. <laughs> That's his fence just straddling look. Sitting on the look. fence. <laughs> uh, no, so they'll be here uh, dressed as Morticia and Gomez Adams. And are they also, they're also going to have uh, a thing. The younglings, losing a hand. Right? Which, whose names are? Which are. Bert and Marcy, <laughs> the Adams' daughter and son. Not respectively transpose those. Wednesday will be... Wednesday, Adams and, and Pugsley. Yes. Yeah. I knew that the whole time. I was just playing around. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, they'll be dressed up, and you can get your pictures taken with them. Now, then, they were here for our family parties, and, and that was a little too scary for some of the younger kids. Oh, really? But yeah. Okay. yeah. I yeah. mean, the Adams family's like... Not maliciously scary, right? But they are scary. They're creepy and they're, they're kooky. Yeah, yeah they're all that's together. A good, yes, that's spooky? a good way of saying it. I would say mm-hmm. so. Yeah. And then this, we've mentioned this before. I think earlier in the month, because uh, I think David was talking about the fact that you didn't realize that there were two Almost Dracula simultaneously films in 1931. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Monday night, you can come see the Spanish Dracula film that was made in 1931. This is the movie free screening for the month at 6:45 p.m. Yeah, you can knock a bunch of stuff off your inadvertent bucket list. You didn't even know you had this in your bucket. Yeah, you're just like, jot it oh, down and I'll then just scratch it, it off. Pretend <laughs> like it was a thing, and that's done. Spanish Dracula, 1931. Tuesday night, 
This is going to sound really familiar for a lot of this. Uh, One Piece Stampede, the subtitled version at 6 o'clock. Dolomite at 6.20. Rocky Horror Picture Show Movie Party at 6.40. It's also... It's the last one. It is. It's also Terror Tuesday. The Birds is the, the Terror birds. Tuesday screening at 7 o'clock. And there's another Nightmare on Elm Street movie party at 7.20. So Tuesday night is going to be packed. We got some things. We'll pack the Alamo. We got some things. Well, I mean, if you want to get away from the crowds, maybe go into Dolomite or, or One Piece. <laughs> you, don't, you don't think Dolomite's going to be sold <laughs> if out? You're <laughs> <laughs> if you're a loner. If you're a rebel. Wednesday night, the film club screening this month is Mom and Dad. That's at 6 p.m. Whatever Happened to Baby Jane is at 6.20. This month's Champagne Cinema Movie Party screening is The Craft, Wednesday night at 6.40 p.m. And if you haven't had a chance to yet, you can catch Dolomite or One Piece Stampede. Those are at 7 and 7.20, respectively. Thursday night, we normally cut it off on Wednesday, but Thursday night's Halloween. It's the last day of the month. I think this one might get a few folks to show up. You guys are screening Halloween at 8 o'clock Thursday night. The original. This is not uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween. This is no, also not no. last year's Halloween. This is Halloween, the original 1978 film at 8 o'clock. All of that plus oh, Trivia Tuesday, oh, Tuesday night. We did what, have one more little thing that we introduced late. Uh, we're doing something very special on Halloween as well as Halloween. What are we doing? The film. Uh, we're, we're also showing... Off Christmas. <laughs> we're showing uh, <laughs> what we night. do in the shadows. Oh, uh, very nice. Very excited about that. I believe that's at 640. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 640. Wow. And we have a special treat for all those Taika who Taika Waititi's going to be here. No. Oh, no. no. If only... Uh, yeah, we're going to have a special treat for all those who attend. We're going to have a little bit of uh, spaghetti uh, for <laughs> yes. everyone who shows up. Uh, and we promise it won't turn into worms. Very and we good. won't try to confuse you and make you think it's worms. Fair no hallucinogenic. Are <laughs> 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 there mushrooms in this sauce? No. So that's on Thursday night, Halloween night as well. Trivia Tuesday again is back Tuesday night. As if there wasn't enough reasons to come out here Tuesday night. Trivia Tuesday is in the back lot at 7 o'clock. And we'll be recording this week's episode of the Pop Goes the Culture podcast Thursday night right here in the... Alamo Draft House in the media room next to the back lot. Come see what this whole podcasting thing is all about. We always have a good time. Food and drink. We were kind of hoping, uh, Kenny didn't make it out last week. We were kind of hoping you'd make it out so we could all kind of sample your yeah. milkshake, uh, but but that's all right. We had gross. plenty of other fun stuff it's to do. It's not fun, dude. I know. <laughs> well, no, we were all going to get a drink before you did. Oh, okay. Somebody was going to like... Yep. Call your phone, make you leave for a second so we can uh, all try to drink it. That's all right. That's Stardust. I know. That's <laughs> going on this week. Also, the Maleficent menu. That's Tell right. Tell us a bit about what's going on there. Well, I felt like we overloaded the menu situation last week too much, so we wanted to hold off a little bit. It's not that I forgot at Not all, at all. But we do have uh, drink specials for Maleficent. The Evil Has Wing Shake with some Cavassier Cognac, <laughs> Cream de Menthe. Is that how you say it? De Menthe? Yeah. De Menthe? Creme, okay, and vanilla ice cream, and then the pixie dust drink with uh, some gin, some absinthe, lime, and, and cucumber. It won't kill you. Are you doing like a pixie sticks like on the rim? That would be kind of fun. Are we done? Pick. Go, go check. Go check. <laughs> okay, sorry. Okay, and then the this is not a fairy tale. Pomegranate, pineapple, and top hat organic ginger beer. So I mean, come on. If you thought the Twinkie shake was lit, try this. Evil has wing shake. It's we just might have to do that on Thursday night yeah. when we're back here recording. It's, it's lit with alcohol. Where's the Twinkie? You it's just light it on fire. Burn the alcohol off. Mm-hmm. Man, you got all these ideas. I'm just saying. Also, <laughs> you probably don't want to do that in the theater. No. Also, this is the last chance for the Best of October menu as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Best of October mm-hmm. menu. So we had a ton of specialties in October. But one thing that I consistently have thought of as unfair is that like a lot of these movies will just have a drink that you can get in that movie alone right like the flux incapacitator for back to the future for example that has the little glowing sticks like oh we're only showing that one night what a shame not anymore y'all so now we've decided to bring the most popular drinks together um from all of our specialties and combine them on a best of menu and we're going to be doing that every month yeah you can try those whenever Whatever. Awesome. That's anything. Yeah. Awesome. Well, get your tickets early. These special screenings often sell out unless you want to see Dolomite. Some already have. <laughs> Buy them 
in the Alamo Drafthouse app on your mobile device. Buy them online at drafthouse.com slash Springfield or get your tickets in person. Just don't wait till the day of the screening. Star Wars tickets are available as well. You can find all of these events and more on Facebook. Just search for at Alamo Spring Mo. And go to the events page. November is already filling out. Yeah. We did have some comments from last week's show. Tom and Lacey with Do You Nerd on YouTube said they have to give some props to the Zombieland 2 special menu. They they gave themselves diabetes. (laughs) Uh, They split the trio and the shake, and everything was so good. They both like the fried Twinkie the best of the trio. I've However, you not? I don't know. I'm still kind of partial to the original. I can't imagine making a Twinkie better. <laughs> and the shake, OMG, so good. Their words, not mine. I, you'll never hear me say OMG on purpose. Also, extra props, courtesy of Lacey, for you guys using milkshake straws. She can't stand it. When she gets a thick milkshake somewhere and you get a regular soda straw. Yeah. I love the milkshake straw. So, I love it. It's uh, a you delight. You wouldn't have been able to get the Twinkie out there. We can imagine sucking a Twinkie through a drinking straw. Yeah, so, yeah. I had a couple big chunks come through. I was like, whoa. <laughs> there you go. Thanks to them and everybody who listens and comments on a regular basis. I know we're in October and we're kind of wrapping up the whole Halloween thing. Um, but it's not too early, you know, and we make fun of people that skip holidays, but it's not too early to start thinking about your holiday get-togethers, whether it's with your coworkers, your family, your friends. We've got Cameron here because he's going to talk to us a little bit about how you can book your holiday party here, at the or any party here That's at the right. Alamo. Yeah, we're uh, we're open any, any time of year, uh, 365. So holidays, or even if you are those folks that uh, don't want to celebrate the holidays, come and spend your time not celebrating the holidays at Alamo. Um, Just had a great idea, but we'll get to that after you're done. (laughs) I want to hear it. Go ahead. Uh, No, birthday parties, um, corporate outings, uh, corporate training. Uh, We do have um, the ability to even simulcast in our theaters. So if you have some specific content that you want to get out to all your employees, and we can do that for you here. Um, Weddings, yes, weddings we can do here. Um, There's really... Not not a whole lot of limit to what your options are at Alamo. So if you're just getting people together and want to have a good time, um, we're the place that you should go. And have we talked about the chef-inspired food? <laughs> no. I don't think we oh, we we mentioned things, but we never talk about you it. Never, enough. not enough, you not enough. It's enough. so good. So we can take care of you right in the theater here in the back lot, um, or of course in these uh, delightful media rooms. If you got a small crowd to get together, absolutely. We have been here when there's been Chamber of Commerce groups, there have been different training. I mean, people use this for all kinds of different reasons, in part because of the food. But I mean, yeah, there's space, but it's the food and the drinks, and it's everything that you love about the Alamo. Just you get to do that, and in some cases, call it work. <laughs> you get to have a, you know, a working mm-hmm. lunch, or you get to bring your friends and family out who maybe you don't always you know, go to the movies together. This is a great opportunity to to bring your family and not have to talk to them for two hours or whatever yeah. the case might be. Enjoy that. Not that we've Enjoy never it. done Cherish that before. It. It's okay. Yeah, so the great idea, if you guys show a Christmas story, you've got to have the Chinese turkey. Uh, the duck. And just cut its head <laughs> off. Just cut it the right front. there in the theater. We've actually already been talking about it. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> All right, fair enough. So thanks, Cameron, definitely. And if somebody wants to book the Alamo or just know more about what the options are, how can they get a hold of you or whoever they need to get a hold of? Uh, I mean, give us a call. You can submit an inquiry online as well. Um, Shoot us an email, events at alamospringmo.com. There you go. Results from last week's poll. Last week, uh, we took a look at our favorite horror flicks from the 80s and the 90s. Here were the results. Tied for third, so nobody loses. Travesty. It's kind of <laughs> like youth soccer. Nobody loses. Tied for third, third with 14% of the vote were Army of Darkness and The Thing. Good choice. Two, two films you would uh, certainly put together if you were to put together two films. Number two with 22% of the vote was The Fog. I broke out at number four. <laughs> well, there was no number four this week, so yeah, there you go. And at number one. With 50% of the vote, 
The Shining. No surprise, Jen wins again. I think you know a lot of people in Springfield, and they all vote for you no matter what. <laughs> if anything, I it's know a lot opposite. of people in Springfield, and they would vote against me. Well, you so. win again. This week, we're going to try to change that. So we are going to take a look at, since we're wrapping up the month of October... Our favorite horror films of this new millennium, 2000 to 2019. What we're going to do is we're going to vote, and because Cameron's new to the crew, he's going to vote as one of the four. So what we'll do is everybody grab a die. We're going to roll to determine the order that we're going to be picking in. Here you go, Cameron. And we are going to, everybody roll. We'll see what numbers we get, and then we will pick our favorite horror films of the new millennium. And Jen and Kenny will roll for first. Holy cow, Kenny's rolling for first. And then David will go third, and Cameron will go last. What is going on with this world today? I don't know. She, You got her loaded die, I think. No, oh, there you go. <laughs> well, no, it's the tie again. Roll no, one more time. Okay. They both for, tied with a for, one. <laughs> yeah, one. Wow. We got a four a and four a five. five. Right, Kenny gets first Kenny pick. First. So we'll go Kenny, Jen, Lead David, enough. and Cameron. This is crazy. Kenny. So this is the opportunity. So <laughs> no pressure or anything, chance. but you need to pick whatever Jen was going to pick since she always gets the top Yeah, votes, I know. I'm so. like, oh. So I, I seriously four. didn't pick another one this well, time. Oh, because you expected to pick well, first? Well, I didn't know. Because you thought you were getting the loaded die No, again. because I didn't think anybody else would pick <laughs> oh, it, but okay. now I'm like, oh, maybe they will. Well, we'll see. If Kenny doesn't pick it, you're in okay. the clear. So, oh. Kenny, your top pick, horror flicks from the past from the last 19 years. Okay. First of all, I've talked about since we started doing this, the newer horror films and stuff don't do anything for me. Right. So I don't watch too many of them. And there's some obvious choices that I could have picked, but mm-hmm. I am going with one that I like a lot and it's a little off the beaten path, but it's The Devil's Rejects. Okay. Woo! The Devil's Rejects. I, I don't know okay. why, but I love that film and the way it was shot and just everything that was about it. And so that's, I'm going a little bit, I'm not playing to win. I'm just. No, playing. clearly, because you picked The Devil's Rejects. Hey, I'm yep. the same way. <laughs> no one's picking what I'm picking. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. So, The Devil's Rejects, was that your pick, Jen? No. <laughs> okay, good. So you're safe since you did not prepare more than one because you expected to get the loaded die again. Okay, quick backstory, right? So yes, it's quick so backstory. it's like 2002, right? And I have this new house and it has a well. And then I see a movie called The Ring. Okay. And then I can see the well out my back door every night. And we live in the country now. Like I'd always been a city girl. And we live in the country, and it was terrifying. <laughs> and Everywhere, every time I pass that door, I swear I could hear seven days. So the ring is my pick. The devil's rejects and the ring. David, do you have a cool backstory for yours? Have you ever been spooked by your film? I mean, I have one where I could have like I got spooked by this movie story if I wanted. I'd be insidious, but I don't <laughs> think I'm gonna pick insidious. Okay, there were a few that I was kind of tossing around. Uh, I really loved It Follows. Mm-hmm. I really loved The Babadook. Mm-hmm. The Vich or Witch or however, however you want to say it. it. But the one that I'm going to pick that Jen would absolutely disagree with me on. Oh, God, you're <laughs> kidding me. No. Hereditary. Oh, shit, David. Come so, on. As a director... Uh. <laughs> Ari Aster has brought something new to the table, oh, and I'll, that yeah. is just like an all-encapsulating <laughs> sadness and despair. What he got out of Tony Collette in that film, she, she was definitely snubbed for her performance because it was just gut-wrenching. The wailing, no one does wailing <laughs> like Ari Aster. Like Even in Midsommar, it's like... You feel sorrow for characters when they're sad, when they're broken, you know, when they're at the end of their rope. And if you saw Hereditary and didn't like it, you were wrong. I think you were wrong. You didn't. <laughs> He's understand. come down off the fence. <laughs> He's taking you didn't a stand. Get it? It was. It was just better than you were expecting, you, and you didn't you know how at, to cope with. Can it, you just I look guess. at Jen as you're giving this critique? I mean this with all the love that I can. <laughs> you're wrong about that movie. It's so good. So okay, I will. Here's here's my counterpoint. You're wrong. <laughs> um, so the, that, that I saw it. it. <laughs> I recently watched it again because 
the first time I saw Hereditary, it was with Greg, Greg Sestero. <laughs> and it was just experience. a little too surreal. I was like... I'm, he liked it. Yeah. He Well, he couldn't decide either. And so I, I sat on it for a while, and I'm like, nope. Nope, I don't like it, and I need to know what bet Gabriel Byrne lost. He lost a bet. He lost a big one, <laughs> and he has been paying movie. for it every day. Well, he doesn't do anything in that movie. He doesn't have a part. <laughs> and and so then I watched it again a couple of weeks ago, and I'm like, oh, eh, nope, still hate it. So no Greg Sestero, really so it wasn't him. That you couldn't <laughs> access such a beautiful, well-made, well-crafted film. From a, I heard Scorsese didn't care for it either, so... Oh, he would have loved this. <laughs> I know Martin Scorsese, personal friend. <laughs> yes. And he loved Friend it. of the show. He's going to yeah. call in and give you his opinion here in a little bit. Cameron, that leaves you last, and you were not prepared for this. We didn't warn you ahead of time. No, no, but this this actually, this one's really easy for me. Okay. I'm not really a, like, typically a super big horror fan. Right. Um, but The Strangers for me. And it, okay. it might not be a super popular pick, um, but for me, like, best executed uh, definitely most terrifying. <laughs> Literally and figuratively. Uh, executed. Yeah. Execution. Uh, yeah, just... Uh, it It took my wife like three different times of sitting down to, <laughs> to, finish, the, to finish the movie. Like, broad daylight. Like, couldn't... Just couldn't do it. So... Did you ever see the American remake of Funny Games? Yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> it's brutal. Yeah. It's a very similar film where it's just yeah. kind of like you were around and that's why we did this to yeah. you. Yeah, there, there were a few of those that kind of all yeah. came out about the same time. It's funny how every once in a while the zeitgeist will turn and like this is popular because there's like 30 of these all yeah. at once. And Home invasion movies are always kind of creepy because yeah. that's supposed to be where you're most comfortable. Right. Yeah. Who doesn't love Liv Tyler, right? Right. This is great. Right. Easy. I mean, yeah. yeah. Great movie. Very good. Other movies that were not picked. There's a whole bunch of them. I'm not going to run through them. The all. Happening. Anything else? Uh, the Happening. What else? What about you? If yeah. I were to have to have picked one, honestly, I was thinking about this a little bit. And so I watched it again yesterday to see if that's really what I would have picked. And I can say, without a doubt... Saw Six. <laughs> Train to Busan is just a damn good movie. Forget the genre. It. it is just a well-made movie. Every turn okay. is like... it's. Perfectly executed. I would have picked Train to Busan. But there are other movies that I think we could have talked about. Um, there's just a ton. I, it, for whatever reason, as I was putting together the list, I put together the list of movies that I was like, okay, I've seen it, and it's worthy of discussion, and it's like almost two pages. Of, and that's like two columns, two pages. Yeah. So this is like it's this been is kind the of a resurgence of, yeah. A couple of studios really took off, like like Blumhouse and yeah. 824 mm -hmm. and they just kind of reinvigorate the genre with the willingness to give these directors maybe a smaller budget, but a little more creative control. Yeah. So. It, I mean, my short list are not, I mean, I picked Army of Darkness last week, so my short list are like Shaun of the Dead, uh, Zombieland, Tucker and Dale versus Evil, <sighs> Cabin in the Woods. Um, but then there's also more, you have to think about more hybrid, like Get Out or Pan's Labyrinth, which I know... Probably you could somebody could argue that's not horror. It's absolutely horror, and the monster is not the monster. The monster it, is that the dude dad. bashes that guy's face with that bottle. Yeah, <laughs> so I mean, it's just yeah. It's been the last two decades have been a, a huge two decades for horror because yeah. yeah, because because they have figured out how to make these small movies on a small budget and watch them outperform. You're getting a lot more uh, horror movies that take it seriously, too. Yeah. Like, even, 80s, even when they And even yeah. when they don't take it seriously, they take it seriously. Things like Happy Death Day to You. The reason they're mm -hmm. making more of these is because they can make them for 5 to 10 million, and they'll make 30 or 40 at the box office. So. Yeah. I mean, if the characters are engrossing and the story's there, it's like, I, it doesn't need to have a lot of big explosions and big moments. Like in a horror movie, someone stabbing someone else should probably be a pretty cheap shot. Yeah, so, <laughs> that's uh, pretty easy to get. Yeah, the motivation you behind those things of fake blood. adds so much. I think just the attention that's been paid in this modern decade, you are seeing some of the best horror movies that have been made in recent times. Absolutely. Well, let us know what you think is the best horror movie of the new millennium. Let us know your thoughts. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook. Look for Backlot Pod, all one word, at Backlot Pod, and vote in this week's poll. If you don't see your favorite, comment and let us know. The poll is pinned right to the top of each of those pages. The winner will be announced via social media next week. Give us your thoughts on anything we've talked about. What are you going to see this week? What would you think of it? What's your favorite 
horror movie. We would love to hear your comments again. Backlot Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or you can call the hotline at 417-986-7842. We'd love to hear your voice. Tell us what we got right, what we got wrong, what you thought about what you saw at the box office. Be sure to follow the Alamo Draft House online on social media. Just search for at Alamo Spring Mo. Good job. <laughs> on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. You can download the Alamo Draft House app. Just search for Alamo Draft House in your mobile devices app store or visit the Alamo Draft House online at drafthouse.com slash Springfield. Lest you think this is all we do, we all have other side gigs, including... You guys are, what, up to three or four episodes that you've released now, right, of Interpretive mm-hmm, Stance? Mm-hmm. Yep. Three. Yep. Tell folks what they can expect when they tune into Interpretive Stance, Go the ahead, podcast David. that tell, you folks Tell folks what they doing. can expect. You can expect uh, four semi-like-minded people discussing not-so-current events. Uh, <laughs> well, not right now. As not, well necessarily the back catalog, yeah. not necessarily current. Not necessarily current. And talking about something new and unique, bringing that to the table, and us sharing that experience together as a unit. Uh, I'd like to think it's funny. I'd like you We'd to think like it's funny, We'd all like to think too. it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying, guys. Just give us some courtesy laughs. Be polite. Check it out. Give us compliments. You'll mean them. We like to think you'll mean them. It's great. So I think so I sold. I sold. I sold, sold the real, hell out of that. You sold you that. Did. You sold yeah. Watch out, Cameron. Yeah, you got another sales guy in the room. Hey, who would have known the guilt and you know insecurity is a real good marketing tool? <laughs> Search for and subscribe to Interpretive Stance on your podcast player of choice. Also, don't forget to check out the Pop Goes the Culture podcast. We are recording here tomorrow night. Thir- well, tonight, if you're listening to this on Thursday, Thursday night at the Alamo Draft House at seven o'clock. Show up. Come on back here. We'll escort you back here. We'll seat you. We'll get you whatever you want to eat and drink as you're laughing along. You can grab a microphone from one of these guys and just jump in if you want. You can search for the Pop Goes the Culture podcast at PGTC Podcast on social media or at popgoestheculture.com. Again, subscribe to that in your podcast player of choice. One quick programming note because we've taken a long time today, so we're going to keep it quick. This is kind of the last hurrah of this format, this schedule, this mm-hmm. routine for the the backlot by Alamo Draft House. We are going to fold this kind of into the Pop Goes the Culture podcast. Both shows are taking a bit of a break through the rest of 2019. If you've been a longtime listener, then you know that there's just been a lot going on this fall, just mm-hmm. in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are going to take the rest of 2019 to get people healthy, to get people happy, to get people all on the same page. Um, so, And then when we come back in 2020, in January, we're going to kind of roll all this together into one show every week. If you've been subscribed to the Pop Goes Culture podcast, you've been getting two shows every week. You've been getting this show and that show. It's just going to be one show. Um, so if you are subscribed to the Backlot by Alamo Drafthouse and you want to keep up with the gang, um, certainly subscribe to Pop Goes the Culture podcast and the Interpretive Stance podcast so that you can get all of our voices every week delivered to your So much player. voice. There, there is voice to be had. All the voice. So be all sure to do that. We are going to, uh, if you subscribe to the Pop Goes the Culture podcast, do it quick because you're going to get a special Halloween episode coming next week, and then we are going to meet a couple of times the rest of this year. Again, we're not doing the normal weekly thing, um, but we are going to get together periodically. We're going to see Knives Out and give our thoughts on that. Uh, Then, of course, there will be a Star Wars recap and review in December, so be sure to check those out. That's going to wrap us up for this week. I kind of feel like we ought to play Happy Trails on the way out, (laughs) since this is kind of the the end of this format. Uh, But I have been Joey Mills. (laughs) K-Dub. David, Are you crying? man, the Alamo Draft House. <laughs> I think the uh, the fence got to him. He's punctured. He's crying. <laughs> Alamo Jen. Cameron. Cameron, look what you did. You killed the show. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and that is going to wrap us up. Don't forget to check out a movie this week at the Alamo Draft House. Come out and say hi. Don't forget to subscribe to Pop Goes Culture Podcast and Interpretive Stance on your podcast player of choice. And do not forget to vote in this week's poll. Let us know your favorite Horror flick. Your vote really does count. 
It matters. It matters a lot. Vote for me. Always remember, David's there to give you a hug and a big sloppy kiss when you come in. Just mention his name. Yeah. You don't even have to mention his name. (laughs) (laughs) He just jumps people out the door. Hi, welcome. I like to heavily cake Vaseline on my lips and then kiss people. (laughs) Well, you don't want to get him dried out. No, no, no. no. Winter's coming. It's that season. I did catch him loitering at concierge yesterday afternoon. (laughs) Well, that's why. Yeah, and there's a thick glaze of Vaseline (laughs) on my lips. Which is good, because it's for your protection. And theirs. Yeah. I think you're turning away some and bringing <laughs> others to the party. Cold sores are clearing up. <laughs> All right. That's going to wrap us up. Have a good week. We'll talk to you later. So long. Hello. Goodbye forever. <laughs> this show has been brought to you by the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast Network. Find links to all of our podcasts and more at popgoestheculture.com.